welcome, uh, if I have any listeners at all, ever, to the first episode of my podcast, where I'll sort of be talking about how to DM, how to world build, you know, answering some questions, helping new DMs. But I guess the main point of all of this is just to, you know, get some practice myself making podcasts. If I do decide to edit, we could just do this um, completely dirty and, um, you know, once once I finish this, just put it in the bank and uh, forget about it. But it would be nice to eventually find some theme music, something to ease me in a little bit. And a name for the show would also be nice. But for now, we don't have either of those things, so we're just going to go forward. The podcast is just going to be me. And, uh, I mean, hopefully someday we'll have guests. I'm hoping to have a couple of my friends who play D&D on here whenever they get the chance to come up to Wolfville. Uh, hopefully that'll be a lot of fun. So let's just hop right in, as I like to say, for my sessions. I'll just start off by talking about my first exposure to D&D. And uh, I guess it started back in late December of this year. So pre, pre-pandemic, I was listening to um, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, If I Were You, with uh, Jake and Amir. And instead of releasing one of their weekly episodes, or maybe it was a bonus episode or something, uh, they just had it as the holiday special for uh, NADPod, uh, with not another D&D podcast. And so I had nothing better to do. I think it was Christmas break, so put it on, started listening, never had any exposure to D&D, didn't know even that it was like a role-playing game really, Um, had no idea how much dice were involved, Um, I had maybe, you know, had a bit of exposure through Stranger Things, and I think that's a lot of people's experience, is, you know, just seeing it or hearing about it, not really, you know, understanding what it really is, which I think is part of the problem or maybe, you know, some of the stigma that lies behind it is because people just don't know what it is. Uh, But that's a different topic. Uh, So I listened to it, um, and didn't... This was maybe 70 episodes into their campaign, and so I didn't know any of the inside jokes. I didn't know what a dungeon master was. Um, It was hard. I didn't... I had never heard um, Brian... Uh, Murphy or Caldwell Tanner on a podcast before, so I didn't really understand who they were uh, or be able to distinguish their voices. Um, but I found myself uh, really enjoying the episode, and I made my way through the two or so hour episode. It was one with um, with Amir on it. Uh, absolutely chaotic episode. And after that, maybe the same day, maybe the next day. I put on episode one of their their first campaign and uh, just fell in love with the story, uh, but also, you know, just the game itself, um, the odds, the stakes, um, the characters that you get to build, the freedom, uh, the entire world of possibilities. And so I just thought that was, you know, a game and the fantasy aspect, you know, is also something that's a huge draw for some people. Uh, And so you put all that together, um, you know, it's having fun with your friends, um, coming up with a creative story, um, and it plays a little bit different as a DM and a player, and we'll get maybe into that a little bit later in the podcast, but 
that was sort of my first exposure. And then from there, I, you know, just recommended the podcast to uh, my friend Nathan and said, I don't know if you've ever played D&D or even know what it is, but you got to listen to this podcast. It's hilarious. And he gave it a shot, um, got into it as well. And then after we were into it for, you know, a couple of weeks, we just started asking around, seeing if any of our friends wanted to play. And it was kind of one of those things where I was like, hey, um, I don't know if you're interested in this at all, but um, me and Nathan, you know, we're looking for some people to play D&D with. And most of the time the response was, um, it's something I've heard of, something I've always wanted to try, but I don't know anyone who's wanted to do it, so I never got around to it. And it kind of just became this thing where, you know, most of the people who you ask to play are at least, you know, somewhat curious and are willing to give it a shot. And so we were able to get together, you know, uh, I think there was six or seven of us on our first session, which was uh, middle of January of this year. And um, this is one of the topics that I wanted to get into because uh, the first time that I played, uh, I was the DM, which, um, you know, definitely puts a lot on me because, um, you know, I was worried about getting the rules right, um, facilitating combat, um, trying to um, get everyone comfortable with roleplay because everyone at the table was also, you know, I think a first timer or had done it when they were, you know, just a kid or something. And so uh, I felt that, you know, as the DM, it's sort of your role to break the ice um, and get everyone comfortable. And so that was, you know, a little bit of a, I was thrown into the fire there, as it were. But um, my players uh, in that first session were great. Um, Right off the bat, we had the, you know, the classic scene in a little tavern. We played the the pre-made campaign, Lost Minds of Fandelver, which was really fun and and great for any first-time DM. Uh, and we had that uh, classic uh, intro to all the characters in a tavern where everyone, you know, sort of just walks in on their own. Um, you know, the rogue halfling is sitting in the corner smoking a cigarette. He ashes it out on the ground and the bartender gives him a look. Or, you know, you have the orc who is sitting up at the bar flipping through his spell tomes, not paying much attention to anyone else at the bar. And, you know, eventually we had this, um, the dwarf, the last, uh, character that I introduced walked into the bar and the halfling rogue who was sitting in the corner, first thing he says after I asked him what everyone wants to do is he says, I want to walk up to the dwarf and stab him in the back, which definitely threw me for a loop. Um, I just had to sit for a second and be like, Okay, um, I guess roll an attack. And so uh, he ended up almost one-shotting him because I think we just started off as level one characters in that one. And a whole fight broke out between all the characters. Uh, But that was actually a really interesting moment where, you know, I was able to step back and let everyone sort of sort out their problems for themselves um, and could kind of bark at people as the bartender every once in a while. But... Um, 
you know, you have six players at the table and one person stabs another out of the blue, you know, there's going to be some questions that are going to be raised. So um, that was a really fun uh, first experience for me. Um, That campaign um, was, you know, the biggest one that I've run. Uh, Since then, I've done a lot of uh, two-person campaigns and, uh, well, two-player campaigns, three-player campaigns a few times. Um, And, you know, maybe a bit later we can talk about the size of you know the parties and what kind of difference that makes or you know maybe that's a separate episode by itself because that has a huge effect on how the game works um how much role play is involved on the dm's part how much preparation is involved on the dm's part and you know just the amount of stuff that you're keeping track of because you know um in terms of magic items um in terms of uh monsters setting up encounters because six you know players can do at you know even the fifth level can do a lot of damage in one round and you got to make sure your monsters are getting damage on them whereas you know if you have two players and maybe they have an npc and three monsters you know every other turn monsters getting hit in so it's a little bit easier to balance that and then you're not rolling you know nine initiative rolls for all the monsters um but you know that's a that's a whole different uh discussion uh so that was my first time playing uh was as a dm and so for a while that sort of became the default for me was you know just being the dm and since then it sort of also has been uh the default and um that's not uh, a complaint on my part Uh, i really enjoy it i think it's um a great way to express yourself creatively and get your friends um, involved with um, the passions that you have because, you know, you get to draw from whatever sort of um, genres that you want when you're creating your campaign. And you get to go to your friends and be like, look at this world that I created. Uh, These are all the things that would be, you know, if I were to play in a world essentially is what it is, this is what I would want in it. And I hope that, um, you know, this is something... And there's, you know, maybe also some uh, back and forth between the players and the uh, DM. Like, what kind of world are you guys looking for? But I think in the most part, the DM gets to shape the world a lot. um, And you get to present it to your friends in a really um, fun way. uh, And they get to engage with it. Um, So, yeah. uh, I would say, you know, 75% of the time I've played D&D, I've been the DM. Um, and so, um, that's just the position that I'm able to speak from, which is why, you know, I probably won't get too much into, um, being a player, um, on that end of the, on that side of the game, you know, just because that's not where my experience lies, but hopefully, um, I'll get the chance in the future. Um, let's see. Um, I did eventually get to, uh, play as a character, um, my friend Nathan, uh, was kind enough to run a little session for us, uh, with another new, uh, new player, never had any exposure to D&D, and that was just a two-player campaign, um, only went on for, uh, two sessions, but the first one, you know, we started at 12 o'clock and went till 
uh, like 6 or 7 p.m. Um, and um, which was great uh, DMing on Nathan's part to pull off a session like that because one of the hardest things I, I think to do is run a session longer than, you know, two, three hours because at that point, you know, you, you run out of notes um, unless you did, you know, th- a week of planning for this long campaign or this long session, um, you know, you can only plan so much. And I think what a, a lot of times what you have to do if you want to run like those seven, eight hour sessions, um, you know, plan out a very vague um, concept like, okay, there's this place, this place, you know, uh, like there's this mountain, there's this little town, there's, you know, Nathan had us go through this little portal into sort of like a Fey Wild thing. I can't remember what he called it, but it was it was pretty cool. And so he took us through all these places, and I think a lot of you know the characters that we interacted with were improvised and stuff like that, and you know names um, came up with on the spot. But um, we, you know, uh, I think we may have even leveled up mid. Uh, mid-session which is you know um something that you know i really enjoy doing is you know leveling up and then everyone goes around and talks about their abilities that they've gotten um new spells new uh maybe they got a a feat that they're gonna take or something so that discussion is really fun and you get to take a little break from role play talk about your character a little bit and so but yeah, those long sessions are really hard uh, to plan for, and which is why I think you just have to go in with an open mind and sort of, you know, let the characters uh, take it a little bit and say, you know, maybe they go, uh, is there, you know, like a beach around here that we can go visit? Or um, I want to go to the next town and see if anyone knows any information. And um, you can say, sure, um, let's do an encounter roll on the way to this town. You know, you throw a couple um, goblins or kobolds or uh, what have you at them. While all that is going on, you're thinking of what's going to be happening at the next town. That gives you a little bit of a chance to um, do some thinking on the spot. So, uh, not that those seven, eight hour sessions are impossible, but it takes a lot of uh, quick thinking on the DM's part to be able to pull that off, and so anyone who's able to do that, uh, I applaud them. So yeah, that was my first experience of a play- as a player, and um, definitely one of the best experiences I've ever had playing D&D was that first uh, time as a player, because you know I got to test the boundaries of the game, uh, push the DM a little bit, and um, Nathan, as someone who played a rogue in the first campaign that I DM'd, I got to do a little payback to him for all the for all the sneaking around, all the high stealth checks, the sleight of hands. Uh, I got to do a little payback to him, which felt good, definitely. Um, I'm not sure which is more fun between DMing and playing. I think they're both just totally different. It almost feels like it's a different game, you know. Um, and there's also the the planning that goes into a DM can sometimes wear on you after a while. And sometimes, you know, you want to just show up to a session with your character sheet 
and just do some role playing. Um, try to hit some crits. Uh, try to kill some beasts. And uh, you know the the thing about uh, being a DM that I sometimes find is that it doesn't really matter how you roll. You know, uh, I had a session just the other night where I was I rolled like five or six twos um, within the span of like ten rolls. It was you know insane. I couldn't believe how many twos are coming up, and the ones that weren't twos were like a three, a one, a five. And, um, that was, you know, that's, it's funny. The players get a chance to kick some ass. Um, I get to, you know, uh, moan about it and stuff like that. And that's all fun and games. And, you know, all of a sudden I start rolling, you know, well for these monsters. And I'm like, wow, uh, that's the second crit he's got on you. Uh, you're down, go make a death save. And all of a sudden kind of sucks, uh, the life out of the session and you know you don't hear your players talking, other than when it's time to roll the dice. So, um, I think, you know, you never get to uh, celebrate over a, a roll um, as a DM. Whereas, you know, if you crit as a player, it's always you know, nat twenty, and the whole table goes crazy, and you get to roll a fuck ton of damage, and. You know that's one of the be- that's one of the best uh, the one of the peaks of D and D is when you get the crit as a player and uh, the dice rolling I guess just isn't an as as much of an aspect when you're a DM uh, that's sort of when you sort of just sit back and see what happens and the dice you know are less attached to your outcome or your um, playing of the game. Uh, we have a couple questions, um, to go through. Uh, the first one set is, what is the best way to start DMing? And what is necessary to be a DM? And the first part of that question, what is the best way to start DMing, is, uh, to just do it. Um, that's, uh, what I did. Uh, I didn't really have a choice you know the first time that I played I was a DM so I kind of had to just be like all right well if I want to play I have to I have to do this uh but as a, someone who's been a long time player it can be intimidating to step up into that role I think uh especially you know if you are DMing for someone who's had a lot of experience being a DM because you don't uh want to fuck up in front of them or have to stop all the time and ask questions and feel like you're doing a poor job. Um, but, you know, as someone who's had a fair bit of experience DMing, it's it's not like I've been doing this for 10 years or whatever, but, you know, for almost every week for the past 10 months, um, I've been, you know, playing for a couple hours. So um, to someone who's trying to start DMing, I would say, you know, just do it. Um your players are always going to help you um, if you, you know, perhaps you're not great at voices. Um, maybe you struggle with juggling uh, conversation between two or three NPCs at once. Uh, you just have to practice, you know, just like anything. You're not going to get better at it by not doing it. Um, and as for what is necessary to be a DM... 
nothing really. A lot of people think that you have to breed through the entire uh, DM manual, uh, go through the monster manual, go through the player's handbook. Um, but if you've been a player and you've been watching your DM for a couple sessions, uh, you kind of know everything that goes into a session. You know um, probably that a ha- every bar has a bartender and you have to come up with a name for him in case they ask. You have to um, maybe come up with a special drink that they have. Um, one or two NPCs in the location that you want to talk to. Um, but uh, I think that if you've got a good... Uh, group of players at your table uh, they're going to be understanding if it's your first time they'll let you take a break and say you know guys I just have to uh, look something up really quick or I have to flip through my notes and find something that I wrote down just give me one second Uh, that's all fine that's part of learning and um, so don't be afraid to uh, get behind the screen even if it's just for a little one shot Um, you don't have to take on an entire campaign and do a whole uh world's worth of building but you can certainly uh you know take a break from your main campaign and just um take a crack at a one shot um and i'm sure that your dm will love the chance to roll up a character um another question that i think comes up a lot in dm forums and stuff like that and gets a lot of um different reactions and different answers which is why it's a fun question to sort of tackle is the uh fudging your roles conundrum because some dms um don't even you uh roll behind the screen they roll everything out in the open because they're like oh i don't i mean it kind of ruins the game if the players you know might suspect that i'm uh fudging the rules so i'll just do it out here everyone knows um what happens is just clear that way and there's some people who um think that um uh fudging rules is uh almost necessary um and you know if the if the dragon rolls its third nat 20 in in two rounds some dms might say okay i'm gonna he's gonna miss on this attack because i don't want to uh wipe out my whole party uh, so there's, I think it's very circumstantial. Um, I don't think that you can say it's never proper to fudge rolls unless you're doing sort of like a super hardcore, uh, campaign where, you know, death is on the table. Maybe, um, you're keeping track of, uh, how much food you're consuming, how much water you have on you. Uh, how much weight you're carrying that seems like that sort of campaign where you would roll in front uh in front of the players um but if everyone's you know just going through your basic um fantasy setting just trying to have a good time then i think rolling behind the screen and you know helping your players out every once in a while you know is fine and by that same standard uh you know if you've been missing four or five times or um, you know, if you know that if the monster say, uh, fails the saving throw, then the whole fight is just over. You know, maybe you fudge it that way. Um, that's some of, you know, the other angle that people take 
perhaps is that um, it's it's more it helps the narrative to fudge the roles, uh, helps guide it along a little bit better. Um, which was, you know, maybe the approach that I took when I first started DMing during my first campaign, where I was like, I just want this to be a great story. I want it to go down this path that I've carved out and guide them down this world that I've created. And then um, I started realizing that that, you know, is maybe a little bit not dishonorable, but it feels like then there's no stakes and you know when something bad does happen or you know you maybe make a bad judgment call on a roll where you're like okay this one hits and then the next time you roll and you're like this one actually is a nat 20 and it ends up killing the player then you know you kind of uh, put yourself in that position um so that's when i you know started started to take the approach of you know just doing letting the dice uh, do the talking, so I don't fudge my rules anymore because it's just way more fun to just see what the dice have to say. Um, some days you roll hot, some days you roll cold. I mostly have the latter, and but that's all right uh, because that just makes the high points even better. Uh, I didn't have any more questions here, and I think this is probably a good place to stop just because. Uh, if I do decide to edit this, it won't be such a nightmare for my first experience. Uh, hopefully for the next session, next session, hopefully for the next episode, um, I'll have a name, some theme music, and uh, a little bit more of a structure for the episode. But I think that's enough for now, so we'll stop it, and thanks for listening.